You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. And today, I think first things first, shall we? Let's talk about the elephant in the room here. I know you're looking at this and you're going, something's off, something looks different, and it is true. My wife bought new pillows to go on the couch, so they look fantastic, and I'm very proud of her. Uh, No, for those of you that are actually watching the show, and for those of you that just listened to the podcast, you're going to have to do what my producer calls theater of the mind. But the people that are watching this show, there's something really stand out about how I look today. And uh, I I have a nice shiner. I've got I've got a black eye over my left eye that is very, very prominent. So I can't just jump into the content and not have this conversation. So, uh, of course, uh, you want to know what's going on, and I will share this with you. Uh, and I will preface this by saying it happened on Saturday, right before. I was going with my wife to a charity fundraiser event for my children's school. And uh, when I came home, she was like, no, 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 why? <laughs> and I was in jujitsu class and had no idea it happened. Went to the water fountain. People were like, what happened to your eye? And I said, which eye? I don't even know what I were talking about. Uh, I think what may have happened was that I was in side control or as somebody was getting into side control and putting their arm down, maybe their elbow clipped the outside, that little lateral part of my eye because it was swollen there. And so if you saw it then, it was a, it was dark, but it was very small. And I looked at it and I told my daughter this too. She was like, oh, that looks bad. And I was like, no, nah, it's going to, it's going to look bad tomorrow and the next day it's going to bleed down into the bags of my eyes it's going to start to cover my eyelid uh and she was like dad it's true it's way worse today than it was yesterday and and i was like yeah i know just wait for another week when it actually starts to really heal and it turns green and yellow and she was like ew anyway this is not my first rodeo with uh, the black eyes there. So with that being said, let's get into talking about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Today's topic is actually because of a listener. So it's a listener request. And uh, it's John. John Constantine, based in the UK, wanted me to talk about linear versus undulating periodization. So let's get into what it is and then maybe what are some of the, the styles and when you can actually start to change and implement that periodization. So linear periodization is kind of what NASM will teach in the very beginning for the OPT model. And if you look at the OPT model, we've got the three levels and, and five phases. And you start in that first level, the stabilization endurance, and it'll say something like four to six weeks. And then four to six weeks, then you just move into the next one. So strength endurance, four to six weeks, hypertrophy, four to six weeks, going into the the max strength, four to six weeks, power phase, four to six weeks. And that's linear. So you spend some time, a month in each one of those. And then you just 
progress. So it'll take you five months to run through the model if you follow the model exactly the way it is and you only do the four weeks in each one. So that that is linear periodization. And then there is undulating periodization. And sometimes you look at what we refer to as daily and sometimes it's weekly undulating periodization. So undulating would be like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If you've got, you're training somebody or you're working out yourself Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday is going to be stabilization, Wednesday strength, and then Thursday power. And you can go through undulating cycles like that within a, uh, a week. So that would be your daily undulating programming. So that's your daily versus weekly. But let's look at a little bit of the research that's out there. So only kind of went into two areas of research that I wanted to look at was the effects of linear undulating periodization for resistance training when it comes to muscle hypertrophy. And this is a systematic review and meta-analysis by Grick et al. And I, I think this is kind of a, an interesting one where it says the meta-analysis comparing linear periodization and daily undulating periodization indicated that the effects of the two periodization models on muscle hypertrophy are likely to be similar. However, more research needs to be done in the area, particularly among trained individuals and clinical populations. So there's similar uh, outcomes when it comes to it. Now, this is interesting because that's a systematic review and a meta-analysis, but a lot of the stuff that I had read up until this point, and it may just be the journals that they're posted in, tend to lean towards undulating periodization when it comes to these outcomes. But this one, uh, so based off of the meta-analysis, is really showing that, that they're similar. They're very similar. Well, Evans in 2019... Uh, and the previous one was a 2017 study. So Evans in 2019 uh, wrote one. It's called Periodized Resistance Training for Enhanced Skeletal Muscle Hypertrophy and Strength. And this is a mini review. And so what I want to do is I want to read the full abstract because I think it's very interesting and I think it's going to be valuable. So give me a moment as we read through this. It says, prescribing the proper resistance training program is critical to optimize skeletal muscle hypertrophy and strength. Periodization is a strategy that entails planned manipulations of training variables to maximize fitness adaptations while minimizing the risk of overtraining. And that would be the case of just staying in one place for a very long time. Doing the same types of training will increase the risk of overtraining. All right, so back to it. Multiple meta-analyses have shown that periodized resistance training to be superior to non-periodized resistance training for enhancing muscular strength. Now let's sidebar again. Good. So now we're looking at a periodized model and through multiple meta-analysis saying that that's going to be better than uh, random exercises. So back to it. These findings are consistent. Uh, irrespective of training status or training volume, both the linear model and the undulating model are effective for enhancing strength although the greater benefit might be achieved through the undulating model. So, and again, this is a might because it's not a clear cut example that undulation and linear uh, through the meta-analysis are, uh, which one is superior. So they both have great results. Anyway, despite the suggested superiority, 
uh, periodized resistance training for strength development. Some authors suggest that this might be a consequence of the study designs employed that, that they employ rather than the nature of periodized training. So what does that mean? That, that means that the assumption and potentially the bias of the researcher is leaning towards the periodized model. Back to it. In addition, several limitations exist in the periodization literature, making it difficult to accurately assess the efficacy of periodized resistance training. With regard to enhancing skeletal muscle hypertrophy, both undulating and linear models appear to be equally effective. However, this conclusion can only be generalized to untrained populations. When comparing periodized resistance training to non-periodized resistance training programs, the research is unclear as to whether periodized resistance training is necessary to maximize the muscle hypertrophy. All right, so it's very interesting. This is a lot of content that's been put out. That's the end of the, uh, the abstract. So periodization is better than non-periodization. It's definitely, we see that more in untrained, but what is it like in trained individuals? And is there a bias within the researchers that are showing this to be the case? However, when researching linear versus undulating, then uh, maybe a slight nod towards undulating, but it's, uh, as they said, it's pretty similar. They appear equally effective when it comes to uh, skeletal muscle hypertrophy. So where does NASM stand? It's a good question. Interesting question, and I am glad you asked. Now, you'll see that our phases are all set up in those four to six-week blocks, right? And so we're looking at microcycle, mesocycle, macrocycle. So microcycle could be a week, of, uh, a macrocycle could be a year, and the mesocycles are all the breakups in between that you could look at like weekly or monthly, depending on how you want to break it up. The periodization is we're learning to build neuromuscular efficiency when it comes to linear periodization. And so NASM, when we look at the, the progress from one phase to the next, Right, we make it into we're making it into their sessions, and they're progressing their strengths via um, or, or their their workouts, their lifts via via strength, via volume, via refinement of form and technique. And so we suggest linear periodization as a means of learning and building neuromuscular efficiency, learning new exercises using lighter weights and higher repetitions. They teach movement and they get more practice because they get more reps in. And so as we're working, particularly with new clients, and I want to go into a linear periodization for me, for NASM, because we want people to learn. So let's go slower with our tempo. Let's keep it slower. Let's then focus on movement and we're going to go higher repetition so you can practice that technique. You can practice your form. And then we build an endurance base. So now we're looking at building endurance and using endurance as a base. And then one of the other reasons we do that is because we want to make sure that our bones are strong enough, that our ligaments are strong enough, that we're building into those by prepping the body to support heavier weight. Now, can we just jump into lifting heavy things? We can, but 
we don't believe that's the best way to play. So we believe starting slower repetitions, starting at higher repetitions and lighter weight and learning form and technique and rehearsing that in blocks, like four to six week blocks. And you go through all the phases of the OPT model with your clients, at least the ones that you plan on doing with them because you may not go through all the phases. But once you go through that, you can now linearly, you can now go back and start adding in undulation. So the undulating after linear, so whatever phases you're going to go through. And if you go through all five phases of the OPT model, you've got basically five months of training before you'd get to undulating if you did them all. But chances are, you're not going to have clients that are going to want to go through or need to go through all five. And there are some that you might get to power and say, let's do a power phase. I think it'll be fun but maybe only for a week or two because that's not an ultimate goal. It's just a fitness strategy that we can start to take you into. Let's do a week or two and then we can pull out of that and then move back into some of the things that you really want to do. Now, for general fitness and you want to add all of the components of the model in, great. Or for general fitness, we also believe you could do phase one, phase three, and phase five because all that does is takes out hypertrophy and max strength, but you've got hypertrophy training in the first two and you've got max strength training in the fifth phase of the model. So you can do phases one, three, and five. So when you get to the undulation, you can do weekly undulation where you're starting out doing stability for one week, strength for another week, and then power for the third week. Or you can do daily undulation. And the daily undulation would, let's say it's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday program. Wouldn't it be great if all of our clients trained three days a week and made this? It would really help our numbers and our planning if you could just train three days a, a week. But we know a lot of people are two day uh, or one, but let's just keep it at three days a week and we'll go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, stabilization, strength, endurance, and then power, right? So we can do Monday stabilization endurance, Wednesday strength endurance, and then finally Friday on power. And you can cycle through that. In fact, any change that you do to programming is a different permutation to what it is that you're requesting of your clients. So you may even switch it up simply by switching which days you undulate which type of training. So if you did stability, strength, and then power, then the next week, you don't have to do it that way. You can do strength, uh, endurance, and then power. So you can switch those up. And then at some point, you're going to want to get better at something. So if you're moving away just from general fitness, you want to get better at something like hypertrophy or strength, then you're going to want to find one, dig down in it, stick with it, stay within a linear phase, and really focus on building stability and endurance or building strength and uh, or hypertrophy. And there are a lot of people that may want to be in a hypertrophy phase. And with that, there are so many permutations within the hypertrophy phase that you can stay in it for longer than six weeks. So even though that we generally will cycle out of something, you can change the variables within that program so much that you've periodized how that plays out for your programming. So then you can stay in it for another cycle and you can add two cycles to it.
All right. Uh, well, I hope that you found this as an interesting topic, linear versus undulating periodization, what they are, how you can kind of cycle back through it. John, I hope that I was able to answer your questions and I appreciate you asking about it. Thank you so much to everyone listening. I appreciate it. And if you could uh, give some feedback about the show. So give us a, a ranking, uh, leave comments about it. And then, of course, share, like, subscribe. And when I say share, your fitness friends and fitness family, the people that you work with, let them know about the show. Pass it along to them. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Rick Ritchie. You can hit me up on Instagram at dr.rickritchie, or you can email me at rick.ritchie at nasm.org. And so everyone knows, no, my wife did not give me this black eye. But the story was, when I went to the event, that once she has too many white claws, her hands, she just lets loose. Uh, with that said, I appreciate you listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast. <laughs>